Hello, I'm Regina Botras and this is Backstage, where we talk with the who's who on stage, in dance, comedy and performing arts, speaking with the leading theatre makers of our times and how they came to the stage and what drives them and inspires them. And my guest in this podcast is Ryuchi Fujimura. He's an independent dance artist based in Sydney, has been dancing since the 90s, uh, studying contemporary dance technique, as well as improvisation and choreography, both in Australia and overseas. He's toured overseas with his shows and has performed with various on various projects and, and performances, including Xavier Leroy, Tino Seagal, Asad Raza, Vicky Van Hoot, Jim Shaman, Force Majeure, De Quincy Company, and so, so many others. And he's here to talk with me about, well, he's in at least three shows uh, coming up this August. Uh, one that's happening at the Carriage Works, one of the old fits, and Riverside Theatre. So much to talk about. But first of all, welcome Ryuchi. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. And I should point out up front that I know Ryuchi from dance classes at Sydney Dance Company. So I have seen him as a dancer for many years. But first of all, before we get into these shows, which are very much, I guess, in a way um, devised from your life, let's talk about your life and how you came to the stage. Where were you born, Ryuchi? I was born in Fukuoka, which is in the Kyushu Island the southern part of Japan. Okay. So when did you, were you, did you dance then? Like what was life like growing up and when did you come to Australia? So I grew up in a ugly industrial town <laughs> and I had no um, contact with the uh, arts or culture when I was growing up. And I came to Australia when I was 26 uh, and it's kind of tr- uh, part of the training and I, I was uh, um, working for the government and uh, they sent me to Melbourne and I was studying English uh, and then one day I found a lunchtime dance class. Oh my goodness what kind of work were you doing then and and what was that first dance class do you remember it still? Yeah, it's actually the subject of uh, one of the three solos I'm presenting soon. Ah. After the uni, I joined the government service and, uh, you know, they sent the people to consulate or uh, embassies. Right. Okay. So what was that first, actual first dance class like coming in at lunchtime in your mid-twenties? Do you remember the class? Yes, yes. I was studying at the Melbourne Uni, and um, back then, and I'm talking about the 30 years ago, uh, the Melbourne Uni has uh, the student dance group called the Guild Dance Theatre. And I do remember the class. And uh, But before I knock on the door of the studio, I am um, quite hesitant, and I wasn't sure... Uh, um, it took me um, more than a month to, to decide I want to do the dance class. So. <laughs> okay. So it took you nearly a month, about a month, to get in the door. More than a month, a few months, actually. 
I wasn't flexible. Yeah, so it was kind of intimidating, even though the class was open to everybody. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think it is intimidating to enter a dance class. Like I've been dancing probably since I was three, but if I was going to walk in and do another different class, like lyrical or something at Sydney Dance Company, it's frightening even, you know, knowing dance. So what was that? Was it contemporary? What was the first class? I think back then it was called modern, but I think it's contemporary. Yeah, yes. And the teacher, I do remember the teacher had the tumbling. Yeah, but by the time I finished the class, I fell in love with dance. <laughs> <laughs> One class and you're in love. I love it. I, I, I agree, though. Um, so the flexibility side of it, was that the thing that was kind of in the way? And how have you worked on that? So? Yeah, because growing up, I wasn't athletic at all. I hated uh, the PE class. So yeah, my flexibility was shocking. But since I started dancing, you know, I was introduced to the yoga. So I think I'm pretty flexible now by not even up by dancer's standard. So these works that you're putting together, you've just said that in one of them, it is looking back at that point or based on your life, how are you telling this story? What is the story? Tell me which show it is, first of all, because you've got so many going on. Let's start with one. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, so the, since 2014, I've been making solo performance uh, and I have completed two and then I am finishing the third one now. So I call it Here Now Trilogy. And I am presenting the first two chapters of the trilogy at the Order Fits first, which starts next week, um, the second to sixth of August at Order Fits. And so the first work was about entering the autumn phase of life because uh, I made this just before I turned 50. And so the, the work investigate how our perception of time changes as we get older. And then the second work, how I practice my religion, just tells a story of my, or how I started dancing, as I briefly explained a minute ago. And also it's asked the question of uh, what makes dance? Wow, that's what a question that is. What makes dance? What makes dance? Well, come and see my show. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if I present any answer, but I will explore that question or interrogate that question in my way. How do, how do you work if you're saying you, you take a look at your life just before 50 or that perception of time and dance is so much about uh, emotion and I guess I want to say symbology but it's not quite that like what what techniques do you engage to tell the story is it I mean obviously costume and music and those sort of things talk about a little bit about that and how you find the form that it's going to take? Uh, I, I don't have any um, established methodology. It's just uh, try many different things I learned from workshops or working mm. from uh, other directors or choreographers or mm. dancers. Uh, 
And so the three pieces from Piano Trilogy, each has a different trajectory. Right. So they're each different. Are they referring to each other in movements style? Uh Uh-huh. Well, they're all autobiographical, based on my own experience. Okay, so where do you start if you're like, I want to, so this, the the third part of the chapter, right, is the one that's going on at Riverside? Yes. So this, it's full faulted dance. Where did you start when you're like, I've got these two chapters, I want the third part of the trilogy, you're in a room, where did you find those sort of beginning points? The beginning point of this work was, well, I love going to storytelling events uh, mm. i don't know you know the the thing like the most story yeah. clubs uh, yeah. and listening to the people's story from all walks of life uh, and i never thought about telling the story at such event but i i think it's nearly four years ago i told my story of kind of failing a failed performance, uh, and th- that was uh, the most story slam. And they have a panel of judges, and you get the score. And out of ten participants, I ranked second. Wow! So I thought, so that was the starting goal. Maybe I could make some performance work, uh, uh, combining sort of storytelling aspect with the, the dance and movement. Uh, so you've got text, you're talking, you're partly telling the story or are, are telling the story during yeah, this performance? Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's mostly talking, but I dance too. Okay, okay. So very movement-based. But, um, yeah, physical performance, I suppose. Wow. I mean, I don't want you to tell me the whole story, obviously, because that's what you're going to go and see the show. But you're saying it was a story about a performance you did that failed? Is that what you mean? One of the episodes, I actually had a three episode and the first episode is this kind of failed performance. This performance, was it a, a dance performance that failed? And how did you know it failed and how did you feel? It's, a, it's an improvised performance and it's it's such small, intimate performance. So you can feel how the audience, or I could feel the how the audience was feeling. Because yeah, yeah. they're like, right in front of my eyes. Mm. It's so interesting because you think of improvisation as something that is from nothing and creating in this space. And you think, I don't know, you would think, I would think that it would be very hard to fail improvisation, but you're right. It is that kind of, I guess, space and energy of um, attention or something that the audience is giving you that... Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, are you using any um, imp- improvisation in these shows that you're working on your per- private personal shows? Possibly, possibly, possibly. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, I, I haven't finalized the structure yet, but that's very possible. Yeah. Gee, you've got like two weeks or something. <laughs> this is the this is the push where things still um, are working themselves out, I suppose. In- Mm-hmm. Um, especially devised work. So, what's happening now? Um, because I'm two, I'm doing the two seasons back to back. So, the in the morning I just go through the work I'm 
presenting at all the fits because it's a remount. So it's relatively, well, I've already know the text and the movement. Uh, yeah. And then in the afternoons, I'm spend the afternoon for to further develop uh, the new work uh, for Parramatta. So the other works that you've made, they're here now, the first part, one and two of the story, are they also including um, text or is each one really completely different? Yeah, yeah, quite different to each other. And each has the text, but the third one, the latest chapter has a big chunk of text. Uh. What kind of music? Because I know, obviously, music is so important to dance works. Where is the world of music for for these works? Yeah, okay, so the, I have uh, the new soundtrack composed for the Old Fitz show. Um, oh, yeah. uh, I've got the comp- uh, composer. Uh, his name is uh, Hamed uh, Sadiguhi. I hope I pronounced his name. He's a composer and also tar player. Uh, he's Iranian and, you know, the Middle Eastern like, guitar-like instrument. Ah, um, oh, yes. Okay. So he composed the beautiful music for my the second piece, How I Practice My Religion. Okay. So I want to ask about that. What is your religion? What, what does that mean for you? Again, if I answer the question, <laughs> I would be boiling (laughs) okay no worries but you also said you've got three shows did you do you mean it's part one part two and part three that you're performing or is there something else yeah well so i have made the trilogy um, which had three pieces and i am presenting the first two pieces together Mm. at the Otto Fitzroy and premiering the new one third one in Parramatta but also i am involved in a performance work at the carriage works uh, and yes. that's part of the performance component of uh, the exhibition quite large scale is exhibition by the artist called Melo O'Callaghan and she's pre- presenting her new video work as well as uh, sculpture work and she has made sculpture work by creating the two large pitching fork and I perform around the sculpture work uh, and the performance goes every Saturday 11am until the 20th of August but I only perform next week which is the uh, 30th and then 20th of sorry 30th of July and the third, 20th of August but the f- performance happens uh, um, with usually two or three performances yeah. perform every Saturday morning. So the, there's two or three of you in there. Is, so is this very improvised then around the space? So what are you drawing on when you go in there? Is there music or is it really kind of in the space, um, responsive work? Yeah, yeah. So the structure of the performance is one of the performer hit the the pitching fork with the, the big, I don't know how to call it, um, we call it striker. And when you hit the pitching fog with the striker, it's um, create big vibrating sound. So the, the, the other performers are responding to the sound and the vibration. Ah, oh, now I see. I thought it was a pitchfork, but it's a pitching fork, the thing that tunes you can tune a guitar to or tune an instrument to. 
That's right. Did I say pitching pitch- fork? No, I don't know, but I just heard it in my head. So a pitching. Yeah, pitchfork. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the thing that is reverberates sound to, I think it's, is it an A? A chord or an A note that it vibrates? Uh, there's a particular note. I think it is an A. Wow, how interesting. So they can pit, they can hit strike this tuning, it's basically a tuning fork, really. Wow. So you are responding basically as a dancer to that sound, but also to the environment? Yeah, it's a large space with the audience sort of, well, yes, audience or observers, uh, 360 degree around yeah. us. Uh, yeah. So I think uh, uh, even just subconsciously, I'm, I am responding to the space and the people. Yeah. Well, what's the thing that I imagine she gave you some prompts in there or can you do this? Like what would she say to you? Oh, um, because she is uh, the visual artist, so she, um mm. Yeah, the way she works with performer is so different from uh, the choreographer or theatre directors. Uh, yeah, basically she just gives each performer agency and yeah. um, not much, not many instructions. Okay. I think the only instruction we, we were given or to remember was, um, well, not the only, but the main instruction was this is not dance. Okay. Wow. And also we have to keep the soles of feet clean because the floor is white. <laughs> so you're washing your feet before you go on. <laughs> That's a, what an interesting kind of, um, I guess, prov- not provocation because it's like taking away, it's, this is not dance. <laughs> so what does that mean? Is it, uh, is it therefore more, I don't know, pedestrian movements? Like where are you responding? You're responding to obviously to that sound. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to just respond authentically. So the often my movement was quite minimum, uh, and nothing, nothing grand or nothing big or nothing fast. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. And also, but sometimes pedestrian too. Yeah. Well, Ryuchi, all of this sounds just so fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me. Thank you. <laughs> Well, that was Ryuchi Fujimara with his work, Here Now Trilogy. Three parts you can get along to see. The first two parts, the dance double bill from the 2nd to the 6th of August at the Old Fitz Theatre. And then Fall, Fall to Fall, the world premiere number three at the Parramatta Riverside from the 11th to the 13th of August. Now, his first two have travelled internationally and his third is on as a final part three of this very personal work of his. He's also performing, as we said, at the Carriage Works. What a busy person he is. That is with Mel O'Callaghan's work at the Carriage Works on Saturday only. All is life responding to a pitchfork. Uh, it's one of those forks that you pitch your instrument to, not a pitchfork like as in American Gothic. <laughs> 